Hello, hello, Mediaverse members, and welcome to Mediaverse Unwrapped, where we bring our non-toxic Facebook community of Marvel fans to life. I'm your host, Max Taff, and I'm joined by my co-host, the devil to my egg, Megan Spangler. Get up, y'all. <laughs> and today, we are discussing Secret Invasion, Episode 1, our reviews, breakdowns, and theories. Craven the Hunter, the first trailer has released. We are going to give you our honest thoughts and reactions. We dive into Stan Lee's documentary on Disney Plus and discuss our thoughts and so, so much more. Let's dive in. Do it. I'm really excited for this. <laughs> me too. Me too. I'm so excited. <laughs> I. Uh, what did you think about Secret Invasion, Megan? Why don't you kick us off? I thought it blew my freaking mind. It really it was dark and gritty and it was it was interesting. It wasn't what I thought it was gonna be, but I liked it even more. Because mm-hmm. usually first episodes are so slow and slow paced because they're world building. But yeah. I mean this one got straight into it. You know, we've already seen the first five minutes of it. So we kind of knew the vibe it was going for, but it it exceeded all of it. It it was incredible. I loved it. What did you think? I loved it too, and I forgot to say, but spoiler warning, if you haven't seen the episode yet, we are going to be talking about it, so you might want to come back until after you've seen it, but I will tell you, I absolutely loved the show. I thought it was set up well, the pacing was good, the vibe was there, the aesthetic was awesome, I loved seeing the scrolls again, um, there's so much about it that I loved, uh, I'm really excited that ending though had me, took me to my grave, I don't know, what about you? <laughs> Oh my god! Like I, I don't, I I don't have like. There's so many words I want to use, but none of them feel right. It was, <laughs> it was what the MCU needed. Honestly, they needed to get mm-hmm. into this more mature content, and it was dark. And I feel like we haven't gotten that since, I guess, Guardians of the Galaxy. But like in a show, I guess since Moon Knight. So, okay, I, I think. I think it was a very, very strong first episode of any show. So, and, spoiler alert, it had death in it. Megan's soul is just, like, in such peace right now. When I saw it, I was just like, oh, they did that. And I'm like, oh, they did that. Oh, I'm still still not convinced. Half of me knows she's dead. The other half does not know Maria Hill is dead. Because at the end of the episode... They did credit her as a guest appearance. Yes. So either they're trying to trick us out or she's she's done. That death. First of all, I, I love Maria Hill and I was so excited for more of her character in this show. And for Marvel to not have anticipated that, because you know, I'm sure I'm not the only one who felt that way amongst all the fans. Uh, I feel like for Marvel to not have anticipated that people were going to be like upset about this. And, like, people were tuning in specifically because they were delving into these characters that had, like, really very little backstory before uh, would be foolish because that was one of the reasons why I tuned in. I want to know more about Fury, Hill, like, all these characters that have never been explored deeply. That was what I was waiting for. And for her to just die the first episode and on such, like, a weird note at the end, it was so wild and I just, I'm, if this is any indication for how this show is going to go, I have a feeling that our minds are going to be blown week after week because they really, like Megan said, came out strong. They, they didn't pull any punches with this premiere and they definitely got me hooked. Well, I, I do feel like we were robbed of, in, of any 
Nick Fury and Hill content because she could just kind of showed up in Avengers, right? I think. Yeah. And that's it. Like we we don't know anything about this woman, and I would have liked to, but I mean sh- her death wasn't the only one in the show. There was four deaths, I think. Talos's wife, the agent at the beginning with the scroll Ross, scroll Ross, Prescott, and her. Prescott, that's the mm-hmm. name, and her. So this whole episode was very, very heavy, and I I like that because it it it's Nick Fury. If he has his own show, it has to be heavy. It can't have the how people say the Disneyfied version of it. It's true. I mean, I always found Nick Fury to be such a like enigmatic character, like someone like hiding in the shadows. We don't know anything about him, and I always found him so mysterious. So to get a whole show about him, I just I'm loving that. I agree. It it was it was odd with him. Um, he w- mm. he was in rare form, which you know the show does say he hasn't been the same after the blip, which I get. But his character was almost sloppy to me. Not the usual smooth fury. It was like a discombobulated, sloppy kind of fury. Which, if that's what they're going for, perfect. I do think we're going to see him turn a corner after Hill's death, because. That's that's mm. a big thing for him. That's the only person he has until we find his wife. Also, I feel like we met his son. I, I see a lot of people talking about his son, and they think it's either Gravik or the scroll that was introduced in this one, Bet- okay. Beto. Beto. So, I understand he can't have a son's scroll, but what if the scroll has the look and mind of his son? which I guess could mean his son is dead. A lot of interesting theories about Nick Fury potentially having a son. I mean, I've been seeing online people talk about, you know, Gravik being his son. And when they talk about how the scrolls first were introduced like 30 years prior, I mean, it could make sense. Um, I don't know. I mean, can scrolls and humans have a baby? Oh, I guess we'll see what happens. It's an interesting theory, though. I mean, what a plot twist that would be. If it's like, oh, this is your son. <laughs> Dick, here's your son. Because we already know there's the wife. Mm-hmm. Like, that was already kind of had us shaking in our boots. Because we're like, he's married? But if they had a son, oh my god. I would love it. It would just be more lore into Nick Fury's life in the MCU that we just don't get. So, I, I'm really excited to see where they take this. Also, Talos and Nick Fury's the friendship. Is I know. So oh nice. my god, their fi- friendship. I was gonna tell you that. Like when I was watching the episode, I was thinking to myself, like, wow, they have such an intimate, like, close bond. Like when when Nick Fury first comes and he's like, you know, comforting mm-hmm. Talos because of Soren's death, he was just like they were holding each other. I was like, wow, this is getting real intimate. Yeah. Like, hmm, okay, they're really close friends. I guess thirty years. Well, I think that was such a different side of Nick Fury. Mm-hmm. That was a genuine, a. a a genuine love between them, which I get 30 years friends. Yeah. But that was something different. That was Fury was grieving with him in that sense. And it, it was really nice. It, you can tell the actors genuinely have like some, what a good relationship because it just shows Mm -hmm. through their chemistry. Absolutely. That's so true. I'm still trying to wrap my head around it. It was wild. I mean, right off the bat, when you start off with, uh, Everett Ross like and that whole scene with Prescott and then how he runs out and ends up getting hit by that car and dying 
and reverting back to a scroll. I mean, there's so many questions that this first episode, you know, leaves us with like, where is Everett Ross? Is he in Wakanda or is he trapped in, you know, one of those, what do they call them again? Those scroll machines? <laughs> I went through the rabbit hole in my brain and I was like, was that Everett Ross in Wakanda? <laughs> Have we ever seen the real Everett Ross? Like, imagine if we've never seen the real one and then we see him in this show and he's completely mm -hmm. oh my different. God. Like, what if he's like, what up? I'm Flossie Rossi. Flossie like, Rossi? Your name is oh, Your no. name is Ross. Flossie Rossi. That's his alter <laughs> ego I gave him. <laughs> well, that aside, I don't know. It was it was such like just a crazy moment to see and we got no follow up on it. We got no mention of it. So who knows what's going on with Ross? <laughs> let alone but there were some interesting no. things that i noticed in this episode which lead me to believe that we are not done with maria hill yet i will tell you first thing okay why was ross calling hill when he was running out of that place for an extraction that to me i mean we found out like a minute later that he's a scroll so like, how, why was he calling Hill? How did he know her? Like, how did he get in contact with her? Like, you know, it just so many different things like that. I'm assuming they were working together, but that begs the question, how didn't she know exactly. he was a scroll? So, Besides Nakuri, she's the sec the one who knows the second most about yes, him. Yes, 100%. So that's... 100%. Um, I personally think that I, I I I don't know if it's just me thinking this or if I'm just holding on to hope that it was a scroll instead of Hill. Like she didn't breathe her last breath yet when we last saw her, and she's gonna be like, and then turn into a scroll in the next episode. That's the only thing I will accept because I don't I refuse to accept that she's dead. So I don't know. Well, if if we remember in Winter Soldier, Nick Fury played us and made us That's think true. he was dead. So she could be taking a leaf out of so his book. True. She learned from the best. So there, there's always that. I, I think, I think she was set as a guest appearance for this episode because she won't be in every one. But if she does come back, it'll be like the last episode. I, I, I can see that totally. Because there's, there's no way. Yeah, there's, there's no way she, we're done uh -huh. with her. This is giving me vibes of like the Warriors three when no Taika Waititi killed them off at the beginning <laughs> of Ragnarok, <laughs> or like I don't know, just giving me those vibes, which I don't like. I'll never forgive him. Yeah, it, it's giving me the vibes of right before you go. What movie mm -hmm. was it? Oh, Ant Man. When right before you go, and you're like, I know someone dies, but <laughs> no, <laughs> do they? Turns out they don't. So I've been burned before. So if all these little deaths are reversed. I'm going to be pissed because I've waited a long time, <laughs> too long for this. Like, kill as many scrolls as you want. Leave our main characters alone. But That's like, how I feel. We are two different people. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, Hill, if that's how she died, that was the most heartbreaking way was oh my God. thinking Nick Fury killed her. I, I didn't ask for that. No. I did not ask like for that part. That was extra painful they gave with it. the side of like just despair she was looking at him like oh my god and we were looking at the screen like oh my god like it just it, wow and i don't know if you saw it but like his face <laughs> while he was like murdering her was like so demonic he was like like he had teeth bared and like crazy eyes smiling oh my god crazy. i saw that part and i was like that 
that is the last face you see when you're getting killed. <laughs> that they nailed that. That that is the face of a killer. Oh my god. Oh my god. And then the last terrifying. thing she says to Fury, she's like, "It was you." <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god." It was you. It was you. No. You did this. That was, was so sad. God, that was rough. But like, there's so many questions. Like, you, Nick Fury knows there's going to be two bombs in a very mm-hmm. populated place for Unity Day. When everyone comes together, you didn't get more people to help. So true. You had no one that, that would stop these bombs. You just had Talos and Maria. I, I need to understand what's I going know. on here. Also, a little off subject, but not. Rhodey. People think he's a scroll, and I'm gonna say right now, I don't think I is. will tell you. I think it's oh, the that president. Would be weird if it was the pre- oh, you know what? That makes more sense though, because it's like, why would they become Rhodey <laughs> when they could just become the president? Like, you know, that seems like what I would do if I was a scroll, <laughs> I guess. And why was the president's? Why was why was the president so pissed off that Nick Fury was back? exactly? So my next point about Rhodey, I don't know what happened to our boy Rhodey. Came back a total snitch. Totally snitching on Nick Fury and like causing problems. Yeah. Brody, I don't know what has gotten into you. You need to cut it out. I do not like that. Um, and it, yeah, exactly. Why was Terrence Howard? Oh, never. Would never. Terrence Howard would never, never. <laughs> but it it was weird how how but they were was... so interested in Nick Fury and they like knew right away he was down. Like he wasn't supposed to be there. Like it's just something is off with Nick Fury, and I don't know if it's because. He is a scroll or what it is, but there were so many things that I noticed in this episode, like particularly when he was going to um, when he was kidnapped and brought to uh, Sonia Fallsworth's house or wherever they were. I think it was her house or her office by her goons. And just the way he was acting, like his mannerisms, like he was making so many rookie mistakes for being the, the ex director of like a super, you know, international espionage whatever you want to call it, shield. Um, so it was yeah. just really weird. Like a lot of sloppy, weird things. That's why I said sloppy. Like it, it's not Nick Fury. It doesn't, it can't, it's either a very, very broken down, beaten mm-hmm. version of Nick Fury. Or it's, I feel like we're going to see some stuff from his past that really mm-hmm. screwed him over. Like he has been up, up at Saber for God knows how long. And he's supposed to have a wife. So I think the wife is going to be a flashback and we're going to see some really messed up stuff. Uh, Like she dies or something or she died during the blip, something like that. That would be messed up. But um, that's what I think. It's something big from the blip that it could have been like his wife and son died and like his son didn't die or he did and a scroll took a space. Oh my God. But it's going to be something bananas of course yeah i I totally agree but yeah i'm gonna call it now i'm gonna call it now it's the president i could feel it i think it's gonna be the president and the only person that can help roadie is nick fury and i think and maybe uh roadie has been thinking it's the president for a while and that's the only reason i can think of that he's keeping tabs on Maria Hill's cell phone or Nick Fury if he's in space or not. That's the only thing I can think of why he would be. Because it's the president of the United States. And you're (laughs) worried about Nick Fury Mm -hmm. and what he's doing? 
my guy, that's not. No, and it, that is not your priority right it's now. It's true what you're saying. It makes because, no sense I to mean, me. I, now that you said that with, about the president, I hadn't really considered it. But now that you say that, I'm thinking, what if they're both scrolls? Like, what if Rhodey and the president are both scrolls? And that's why they're keeping such close tabs on Nick Fury and what he's up to, what he's doing, because they were counting on him being in space, given the fact that he's the only one that really knows about the scrolls, about like their mission, about what they what they want. Like, you know, he's the only one who's really so closely intertwined with that whole storyline that they're keeping tabs on him because they need to make sure that their biggest threat mm-hmm. is like off world dealing with whatever and not on them, which kind of begs the question to me is like what exactly is he doing up there and i'm guessing that what i'm thinking is that we're gonna find out in the marvels and that this is all just kind of like a field trip that he's taking from the saber stuff he's working on and then we'll revisit that in november in the marvels that's kind of where my train of thought is going on this um but i will say i loved fallsworth olivia coleman was awesome i can't wait to see more of her character um i loved the episode Everything was good. I their chemistry was mm-hmm, jumping yep. off the screen, like Nick Fury and her, and I did not see that coming. I was Super really really happy together. about that. But he's watching her too. So, oh, who who is this guy not yeah. watching? And is Rhodey going to show up in the next episode and try so. to kill Fury? Because the president said, "Handle it." So angrily, what does that mean? Handle I know. it. You can go. No, it's. So if he tries to kill him, then no, that's not Rhodey. It's not. So I, I totally agree. I think we have a ton of questions from the show. I think that one thing the show is doing very well is given the premise and what it's about, it's really instilling that like paranoia into at least my mind and I think yours too, where like we don't know what's going on. We think everyone's a scroll and we are super paranoid with the show. And I think they're doing a good job of that. So that's yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because the entire show, I was like, I don't even know who to believe, right? I, I don't even know. Was that Like, as soon as that little girl with the big ball showed up, I was like, I was like oh, scroll. she's probably scroll. scroll. And she was. Turns out she, she I was. I knew it. I knew it because they were like, oh, it's the middle of the night. Yeah. And there's this little girl playing with a ball in the street. Like, I know Russia's a different country, but like, come on. That seems a little odd. Yeah. She's just outside with the biggest ball that's ever existed. <laughs> it was huge. And her mom in the middle of the night. <laughs> yeah. And she was so little. And like, there's a there's a food truck wide open just in the middle of the night people are making out on a bench in the middle of the night man i guess where i live is pretty lame because at the middle of the night we're all asleep. i know same <laughs> but i guess i need to go to russia I need to go to russia shake things up it's popping at the nighttime there Goodness gracious. <laughs> apparently yeah but i don't know i feel like going back to it, we're not done with maria hill because she yeah. was so bitter yeah i have a I have a feeling that so, they planned it very um they planned it very carefully. Everything is very deliberate with this show. I think that they purposely faked this out with that guest starring thing at the end. Um and I I don't know, I have a feeling there's more to the story. Okay. I have a feeling they they purposely only had her as a guest star so that they didn't have to put her as a main cast member to the giveaway because they know people look in the credits for these easter eggs and stuff. I don't know. No, I think I don't think we're done with her and they're going to take this away from me. Might as well accept it now. I don't know. But I will say, I think that um, Nick Fury, (laughs) he knew those people were scrolls when he saw them walking through the alley. He knew he was being followed. He brought that um, little Mm -hmm. camera or listening device with him intentionally. I think he realized he was going to be kidnapped. 
I think yeah. Nick Fury is too slick and too smart to to be so caught up in everything that's going on. I think that he is doing things very intentionally. I don't know what for what reason. I don't know why they decided to kill Soren. I, I some people are saying that even Soren is alive. Maybe Soren was actually Maria Hill, and they just were faking her death. There's so much that could be going on. I have no idea. Oh, I like that one. Because it, it's like that would like, make sense. I don't know, but. I like I like that one a lot. I, I'm gonna stick Me to too. that one. But I mean, Nick Fury did say in Olivia's house. I don't know the actor, the the person's name off the top of my head. Um, in her house, that maybe I let your people take me. Maybe I knew it exactly. So and when he said that, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. So I said the same. You're just I was like, us he, all he's out. just telling her the truth, and she's she's yeah, just making us think in an existential crisis. Exactly. Exactly. He's telling her the straight truth and she's like, ah, ha, yeah. ha, and he's like, OK, whatever you say. But like there were good points in it. Like there, you could see like the classic theory, like when he was talking to the scroll and he said, you only get one lie. Mm-hmm. Everyone gets one lie. And I was like, that's the fury we know and love. Yep. There's that sassy man. I agree. So I was it was interesting. We saw a lot of I feel like we saw a lot of different degrees of mm-hmm. fury in this one. And I think we're going to keep seeing them, but at a more heightened, in a more heightened way. One interesting thing that I noticed was that the only scroll we didn't actually get to see as a scroll was Talos. So what if Talos is actually a different scroll pretending to be the human form of Talos? I mean, that could be something, right? So I thought about that. And I was like, we did see mm-hmm. him change. But we did not see him change. Did we? Uh, yeah. When, uh, when, what's his name? Scroll Ross fell down and Maria Hill saw him and he changed into his usual form. Not his, not his natural scroll form, but mm-hmm. the, you know, white dad. And I was like, why didn't he show his face? Why? Yes. Well, but he was changing from yeah. a different human to a different yeah, human. So though. He, that was, that it. was it. That was the only time we saw him change. So I was like, there's something weird about him because he, he is so different. Uh, I know he just lost his wife and he's trying to get in contact with his daughter. I, I understand all that, but it was different and I don't mm. trust it at all. I don't trust. I think, I totally I think agree. you're, uh, I totally agree. I think you have some merit here with that. I think we're on to something. I just can't wait for next week because I need a little bit yeah. more to go on. Like, I'm just grasping at straws. Yeah, at this point, it's the first episode. We, we got, a, we got way more than we get in other episodes of any show. So. Moving on to the Secret Invasion AI intro controversy. Uh, some people might not know that the introduction to the show, the theme song slash, you know, the intro green. where they kind of set the yeah. tone for the show. Yeah, the green um, was actually made by artificial intelligence. And a lot of people are not happy yeah. about it. What do you think about the whole thing? I again? am also not happy about it. Um, I believe a representative of Marvel said that no one's jobs were uh, taken by AI. And in my head, I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. but that leads me to believe that you never hired anyone for that when you could have. So instead you gave it to an AI to do it. Hmm. I, I think it's really in poor taste with the writer strike and the incoming actor strike 
you know, the writers are worried that AI is going to start doing their job for them. And you guys did that. No one could have just made one. So I, I think it was in poor taste. It was kind of bad. Very bad timing. So I don't know. I think they could have got someone to do it. They didn't. Also, like, did you realize Victoria Alonso was credited in the show? Yeah, I did see that. And when I saw it, I was a little shocked. But then again, I'm not because, you know, these these types of projects are made so in advance. And Victoria was only let go, what, like two yeah, months so ago? Yeah, so I'm curious if she's, so, I'm I mean, mo- she's going to be credited every time, ever for every episode. I think that legally they, like, or I think that, I don't know if it's legally or what it is, but contractually they're obligated to um, list her in the credits as being a producer if she worked on the project. So, I mean, it, it might just be the fact that this is something that happened like either right before or sometime before she was yeah. let go. Um, so I think that's probably what it was more so with that. And a lot of people were bringing that up too. And yeah, I mean, I get it, but that one didn't really surprise me as much because I feel like, there are still a few projects that are going to come out that most likely will have her name attached. That's true. I just didn't see it coming back to the main subject. What did you think about the AI? So I, okay, I'll be honest with you. My opinion is not going to be popular. I actually liked the intro. I thought it was really cool. I definitely got the vibe that it was AI as soon as I saw it. Cause I was looking at it and I was like, this looks like every time I have ever tried to use an AI image (laughs) thing, like it just looked like super warped and super like just crazy. And when I was watching it, I, I thought that I liked it because first of all, I thought the visuals were cool. I'll say, I thought it was a unique thing. Um, I liked the green. I liked kind of what it was portraying about like, you know, these warped. Yeah visions of things i felt that it lended itself well to the theme of the show whereas like you know that you know you never know who was a scroll just like in this ai thing you never know if it was made by someone real if it was someone fake or you know you saw in the visuals like these people that were like half green half human and i felt that that really lent itself well to the overall vibe it was setting up i don't obviously like taking jobs away from animators i think that sucks and i don't agree with that however i feel like people are jumping the gun on that particular opinion without knowing because at the end you see the artists who were credited with making it and i mean we don't know exactly how they did this with ai we don't know if they did like artist renderings and fed them into a computer that then like you know made this ai intro we don't know how much work went into it i feel like people are really jumping down marvel's throat with it and getting so extreme online without knowing the full facts about how this actually came to be and while i do agree with you know what megan said it's very you know poor taste at this point i'm assuming they made this like months ago it's not like something they just kind of slapped on last week so it's like probably before the strike and all that you know i would assume that's kind of how it came to be um i don't know i don't know if all the controversy is like warranted necessarily but i especially because like the writer's strike is different from like you know having to do with animation and things like that even though i guess i can kind of see the correlation but i don't know I, I I liked it overall. A lot of people said they didn't like the way it looked. I thought it was cool. It kind of gave me like um like an Edward Edvard Monk or like a Salvador Dali kind of like vibe artistically mixed with like Wizard of Oz like post apocalyptic kind of vibe like Emerald City. So I don't know. I thought it was cool, but I I can see what everyone's saying. I don't want anyone to be put out of jobs. I feel like eventually this is going to become a reality where this tool is being used more widely. So 
feel like as long as it's integrated with like humans controlling it and still being able to, you know, do their own craft without, you know, having their jobs replaced, I think it's fine. I don't think it's a huge Max deal. Max brings up a good point. We really don't know how involved the animators were with it. I didn't even think about that. Um, personally, I didn't notice it was AI until it was pointed out to me before I even watched. Like, I wouldn't have noticed. But before I watched the hmm. show, it was pointed out in our group's Mediaverse Comics Unwrapped that it was AI. So I watched it. And I was like, I never would have guessed. Then you watch it. And you're like, yeah, all right. It, it's, it's pretty heavy on that. But, I mean, it's like it's like you said. We don't know how involved they are. If it's not one thing, it's another. Someone, yeah. I feel like there's, I feel like it's very easy easy to want to hate on Marvel right now. And mm-hmm, exactly. yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty biased because I'm a fan, but we have to all admit <laughs> there is a lot going on that, so people can hate on Marvel. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, it's either this or it's been something else. So they, they can just take their pick. I mean, it fit the vibe of the show. We don't know who was involved. We don't know how much they did. Let's just, can, can we just have like one show that there's no controversy? Just I know. At least on, this guys, one's like I'm fairly tired. light on the controversy. Yeah. So totally far. Yeah, there there's a lot of piss so far. about about Maria Hill so I I've gotten I've gotten some heated uh comments about Maria Hill and I was like I mean I think I manifested it, guys. I'm sorry. Because I said I in one of these podcasts and one of did. these episodes, I said Maria Hill's dead. No, I, I don't know. So I did. No, I don't. I don't know. I, it, it, you're right. There, there is kind of a lot of uproar about it. I feel like they, but I feel like Marvel knows what they're doing with the Maria Hill ending like that. I feel like they could have released two episodes and they decided to go one by one for a reason. And I have a feeling that they're gonna be wanting us to get upset they're going to be wanting us to go on social media and create this Absolutely. engagement for this show and, it's free marketing for them and yeah and they I have a the feeling states. it's all they, intentional they want you to have a show that you can't write off as stupid or bad writing because that's all people have been doing so hats off to them mm-hmm. they got everyone's attention yeah exactly exactly it's so true and i mean to all the haters out there on the ai controversy we get it you know, but let's let's wait and see what the ex- what the real explanations are. I know the VFX department came out and made a statement that nobody's jobs, like Megan said, were replaced. So let's just let's wait and see before we jump down everyone's throats on this, because, uh, you know, I think it's a cool tool. I think that in the future, it, it's going to be utilized in the future. I mean, now that we have it, it's like it's not going away. So let's let's try and see if we can coexist with AI. I mean. It, when it boils down to, it's not like Marvel, like last week was like, oh, we need a theme for this. We <laughs> forgot to do an intro. Let's just throw it through an AI generator and just slap it on. You know what I mean? Like there was obviously a lot of planning. It was watched a few times and calibrated a certain way because they're not just going to have an AI do something and not like, you know, do quality control to make sure that it's good. So, I mean, let's see. If Victoria Alonso got credit in the show, wouldn't that mean she was involved in that? So it's been that way for a few months, if <sighs> that's the case. Yeah, so... That's true. Look, you're right. We can blame her. That's it's Victoria's fault. I'm good with it. That's a little toxic, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's all in good fun. We're just kidding, Victoria, if you're listening. Yeah, come on the podcast and plead your case. <laughs> yeah, we want to hear your side of the story, girl. You come on the podcast and <laughs> let everyone know. Agreed. You're more than welcome 
I questioned our Mediaverse Comics Unwrapped members on whether they like having all episodes dropped at once to binge or if they preferred having a weekly release to look forward to. Interestingly enough, 65% said they like having a weekly release to look forward to, while 35% said they would prefer to binge. I feel like it varies for show. For Marvel, I like the weekly episodes. Mm -hmm. But for literally any other show you can give me, I like to binge. So it's it, that that's my take on it. I I have to agree. I feel like I'm just like never going to be satisfied with no matter what <laughs> they do, because it's like on one hand, like I, I, I will say I lean more towards a weekly um, release schedule because I like having that weekly you know, momentum that you build with a show. I mean, it's a totally different vibe when you're watching something weekly and getting those cliffhangers that really stick with you for the whole week versus getting all the answers at once and then being like over the show. And they, then that puts more pressure on the writers to have to create like something big at the end that leaves you wanting more. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's very give or take. I mean, I like knowing everything at once obviously i wish we had more secret invasion but then again i'm happy to be here discussing this with everyone weekly yeah. dissecting every episode like looking too. for these clues yeah i i love, I love it, it so and we we haven't had something to look forward to every week in so so long i know it's true yeah so we asked Absolutely. our members what they thought and they left some pretty interesting comments the lovely deborah says I would change the time, maybe noon instead of midnight. By the time most people wake up, it's almost impossible to avoid spoilers. Preach. So true. So for Preach, for Max girl. and I, it comes out at 3 a.m. So there's no staying up mm -hmm. to watch it because we have the whole next day. That's yeah, too late. Yeah, we have the whole next day to get through. We can't be up till 4 a.m. watching it. And then after it's done, there's no way you're sleeping after it. So, Deborah brings up a freaking good point, and it needs to be talked about. We we support you, Deborah. Absolutely, I, I totally agree. I mean, I don't understand why they can't just make it like I mean, at least for U.S. audience members. I mean, I know people around the world wait for these shows as well, and it comes out at different times for them. I think it drops all at the same time at three at three a.m. our yeah. time. But it's like, you know, when you consider it, why couldn't they just do like a midnight release for us? And then California would be like nine o'clock. It would still be like in the evening, late evening time around the same time. You know what I mean? Like it would make more sense, but I'm sure they have their reasons for why they do it. I just, I kind of, I totally agree with Deborah. I think that a, a change in the time that they mm -hmm. drop would be like life changing. hundred percent. Or, or let it release on a weekend, man. I'm tired. So <laughs> Liz. You're right yeah. about that. Liz says, I hate waiting for the new episodes to drop. I get it. I Another Anything one. out of Marvel, I'm the exact same way. I'm like, what do I look like, a peasant? I binge my shows. And then with Marvel, I'm like begging on my knees, like, please give me one more episode this week. Please, Kevin, please. <laughs> so Neil says... Weekly release on anything. I love talking with other fans for a week and speculating what will happen. Plus, I was raised in the 80s when we had to wait weekly for every show, and doing so now on streaming platforms makes it a little more nostalgic. Aww. Hmm. I agree. I agree. That's nice. You go, Neil. You go, so, Neil. Yeah. I totally agree. I think that whole 
like experience of a weekly release i think is so much better than just like you know the experience of a binge drop i mean granted they both have their pros and cons and they both can achieve the same kind of effect but it's just i feel like i feel like there's something about it when you're watching it weekly versus when you can watch it all at once i feel like you appreciate the show more you're a little bit more in tune to what's going on instead of just trying to get to the next episode and to get to the ending so i i, I don't know i kind of that's how i feel yeah i agree there and like it's a marvel show so most episodes will feel like somewhat like a movie so you kind of need the week to get mm. over that whole episode so i get it and plus it does it, it's such a dramatic show i think it does it so much better to release it in episodes each week because you can't you can't binge the whole show and then expect everyone to keep talking about it you need a weekly release I and totally I agree. agree. I and Niels was really nice, so thank you, Niels. I know, Neil. That was awesome. Thank you for sharing, guys, and thank you to our members for participating in our polls and comments. We appreciate your feedback. We love reading them on air, so thank you so much for that. Yes, and also we will ask you before we read your comment on air. So we we do have permission, and so don't get worried that we're gonna say your name or something. We will contact. Mm hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So then moving into our next topic, Craven the yes. Hunter first trailer. That was nuts. I loved it. I thought it was so sick. It was so good. The the red band trailer was incredible. Just it was Epic. so good. Aaron Taylor Johnson looks so good. Delicious. So good. Oh my god. Oh, I'm gonna watch it. I don't even care how bad it is. I'm watching it. But I mean, this I know it's I already know. being written off because it's a Sony movie. People acting like they didn't just sit through across the Spider Verse. Like I, I don't know. I know. I will say that Sony really gained a lot of points with um across the Spider Verse. I feel like following like following up on that momentum with dropping the trailer for Craven was really brilliant. <laughs> um. I personally think the movie looks like it's going to be really good. Yeah. Um, this isn't like a Morbius situation where people from the trailers were like, this looks like it's going to be kind of sucky. Like this movie looks like from the trailers, like it looks like it's going to be really good. I think Sony has learned its lesson. And I, I just thought it was interesting how they ended up changing and giving him like supernatural abilities, which he didn't really, not, didn't really have like that in the comics. I thought that was so interesting. A lot of people are happy or sad about it online. So what do you think? And this one, mm -hmm. it's, a, I don't know, a radioactive lion, I guess, or just a regular lion's blood got in him. <laughs> but there's so many ways they could do this. It could be he has the blood of a lion in him, and then he has to drink a potion to trigger it. That's what I'm seeing some people say they're yes, hoping that okay. happens, because that would give it some more comic accuracy. That's the biggest issue everyone has. Either it's because it's Sony or because he doesn't look like Craven. And I feel like people need to realize bringing a comic book character to life would look ridiculous. Like some of these people don't yeah. transfer to a live action movie well at all. So yeah, he might be toned down. He's mm -hmm. not wearing the loincloth to my despair, but you know, <laughs> to our <laughs> to despair. despair, I forget other people thirst for him. Uh, but Give it a chance. I mean, the worst that can, hap can happen is it sucks. But 
a lot of people complained that sure. Morbius sucked and it was supposed to be more violent. They're giving you that. It's a rated R movie. If you saw the Red Band trailer, you'd know mm-hmm. that this, they are not messing around. We saw him rip someone's nose off with his mouth. You guys. That was nuts. That, I was like, whoa. I didn't believe the people that said, uh, that watched it months ago. And they said, yeah, he does that. I'm like, no, he doesn't. Y'all, you guys are lying. But he did. So, you know, give it a chance. I'm surprised that he did. I am too. Awesome. That, that, was a, that was a lot. But I don't know. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm, it was. I'm always here for more comic movies, even if they suck. But this one looks fun. And he's so, so hot. So... I know he is. Yeah. He is, and I don't know. I, for me, I don't think he didn't look like. I don't think he doesn't look like Craven. I think he does more or less. I think people are upset about the costume, but it looks like he's gonna end up wearing the like the That's... the fur and stuff like yeah. throughout the film from what we're seeing. Yeah. So it's like just relax. It's coming. It's coming. He's not gonna. He can't just walk around from birth wearing like a you know a dead lion skin all the time. It's... So it's like you know just progression. I think that. It'll be building I up. I think people don't realize that peop- that you don't, the heroes or villains or whatever don't start the movie off in their costume that they end the movie in. Like, exactly. like give it some time. It just, just let it breathe. Let's see what happens. If you don't like it, perfectly fine. I lo- you gave it a chance. If you do like it, perfectly fine. We're happy to talk about it. But I... Come on. I, I think it'll be fun. And if it's not fun and if it sucks and it, it if it's the love and thunder of Sony, we have something to talk about. Oh God. Jeez. I don't even I don't even want to unpack that. <laughs> um, but speaking of people's reactions to Craven, some of our members gave us some reactions uh, this week when the trailer dropped. Uh, Julian in our group says, yay, more magic blood in a Sony film. <laughs> Fair. I can I see. I see what you're saying. Apparently the animals in this universe are very like, giving powers and whatnot all of a sudden yeah. so oh. it's so funny to me it was just um, such a sarcastic thing <laughs> i know oh God. moving on moving on claire says wow i didn't see that one coming actually looks really good although i don't like the spider scene i'll have to turn away from the screen at that bit didn't like it uh claire i am with you i I have to say, like, this one is going to be kind of rough for me. I don't like super gory, bloody stuff. And if he's biting people's noses off in the movie, I am going to be, I don't know how I'm going to be. I'm going to go see the movie, of course, but I'm going to be a little squeamish, probably. Um, And the spiders, I don't like spiders either. Um, But I will tell you about the spider scene, my own personal theory. I think that that scene with the spiders is some kind of a connection to Spider-Man. I have a feeling... I have a feeling that's what that is. Maybe he's having some kind of animal vision. Maybe there's some kind of something going on. The potion he's drinking, if he's drinking one with, I know Calypso's in this movie, played by Ariana DeBose, which I'm very excited for. There's more to the spider scene. Okay. And then the interesting thing that I find, actually, is that recently, Aaron Taylor Johnson, on his Instagram page, did you see this, Megan? I just realized I'm not following him. He posted to his Instagram story. Oh, my God. Go ahead. On his Instagram page recently, he posted a picture of himself and the poster. I think it was this, or it was a clip of the trailer, either one. And he said, Spider-Man, I'm coming for you. What? Spider-Man, like, 
someone's oh, I'm coming for you. Something like that. I can't. Well, now let's look it up because I feel like. Well, I'm looking. Guy. I'm I'm doing it right now because uh, I just started following him. OK, so I was right. He said, I'm coming for you, Spider-Man. So I definitely think that they're setting something up with Craven and Spider-Man because he literally says, Spider-Man, I'm coming for you. And I don't think he would have said that if there wasn't some kind of like behind the scenes talk of these two coming together. So I, that's my personal theory on the spider scene. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But yeah, our next member, Joseph, said, wow, I was about 30 seconds in the trailer when I realized that this will be amazing. The blood and killing is incredible. The animals look wild and real. I can't wait for this. I and will you know, say, right. the animals did look good. The the animals looked so You can't even find that good in this, like anywhere. Like it just, just looked so good. I agree. <laughs> that that lion looked amazing. So starting our news roundup, Max, would you like to take us up and away? Yes, I would. So the first piece of news actually came out today. El Muerto, is it canceled? Sony has seemingly removed the Spider-Man spinoff from their release calendar. Sony says the movie was barely started and no new release date has been set. I know this morning I read that Bad Bunny is apparently no longer attached to Star. That's crazy. It's a smart move for him, to be honest with you. El Morita yeah. got Morito, however. It that there's not enough source material to make a movie. There's um probably like six pages yeah. of a comic book in total. So it just keep him as a side character. He can be in a movie or something, but don't give him his own movie. You're just bleeding it dry. That's all I have to say. Yeah. I totally agree with you. I think that was a little stupid of them to even greenlight this. I mean, the fact that they were trying to put an El Muerto movie before a Black Cat or like Silver Sable film, like, give me a break. Come on, seriously. I that really, ridiculous. I have to be honest, I really don't want them to touch a Black Cat movie. I really, really don't. Really? Why? I don't want them to. I want one done, but I oh. don't want them to. So. I don't trust mm. that. I've been burned before. So maybe they should save that for like a Marvel crossover. For sure. Yeah. I think it should be a Marvel Sony crossover. That'd be dope. You're right. It looks like Marvel will be skipping Hall H, San Diego Comic-Con, which Universal, Sony, Netflix, and HBO are also skipping out as, on as well. So I don't know what's going to come up of this Comic-Con, but it doesn't look good. And people bought tickets. Yeah. And there's no word if they're like last year it's it's been in the works. Yeah, and there's no word on if there are going to be refunds. But I can tell you, if I had bought a ticket for it, I would be getting my money one way or the other. There's no way that I'm going to show up and mm -hmm. no one shows up. That's why you go. I get it's a Comic Con experience. Yeah, but this is the one you go to for everything to meet. Yeah, they had peep. They had a Marvel actors. Uh, confirmed to be there and meet with fans. Like they are saying that there will be a Marvel presence there, but no one knows what that means. But they are not presenting, so I don't know. This this is all looking bad. That's pretty rough. I know everyone wants to say it's because Marvel's dying. It's well, everyone else pulled out too, so you can stop that. Yeah, stop the Marvel's dying thing. <laughs> Marvel's doing just fine. Super fine. Um. 
I don't know. I, I, I really, if you, if any of our listeners out there are, were going to Comic-Con this year, I mean, have they sent you guys anything about this? Because I, I agree with Megan. If I spent the money to get these tickets to go to Comic-Con um, and like all the main acts, all the main juicy things that were supposed to happen fall out. Like I like, what's the point of even going? I mean, it seems like there's not going to be any actors crossing the picket line for the writer strike to go. So the people who you would be going to visit, like you know, whether it's Marvel, Star Wars, whatever it is, um, I don't know. It's just it's really crazy to me. It's odd. I wonder what they're what if they're going to even do it. It's odd to me that they can just pull out. Um, that's what she said, but. It's um, it's weird to me that people spend like what twelve hundred dollars on a ticket and they can just Marvel can just say no I'm not going HBO can just say that wouldn't there be some contract in place to ensure that people got their money's worth I don't know I guess we'll find out like I said if anyone knows let us know because I'm curious I need to know Marvel has recently announced three adult novels of What If coming out next year. The stories are wild. One will be What If Peter Parker and Wanda Maximoff were siblings. Another one is What If Mark Spector was a host to Venom. And the last one is What If Loki was worthy, a Loki and Valkyrie story. Ooh, I know. These look so good. I I need all of them, especially the Mark Mark Spector one because I have got to know all of that. I need to know if Venom has three different personalities. I wonder how, like, because, I mean, when you think about it, it's kind of a symbiotic relationship between Mark Spector and Khonshu. Yeah. When you think about how, like, Khonshu needs him to be, like, you know, his his physical body yeah. in this world. Yeah. So it's kind of a similar kind of deal. So that's interesting. And, I, I mean, host to Venom, that's a really cool um, mashup there. The Peter Parker and Wanda being siblings, this one's kind of weird to yeah. me, but I mean, I'll roll with it. It's probably going to end up being cool. I, it, uh, Loki being worthy, I love. Yeah, I the Loki one, it, it, I haven't even read it, and it's going to be good. I'm just going to tell you guys right now. But the Peter Parker and mm-hmm. Wanda Maximoff one is odd to me. because I get the similarities. They both have lost so much. I get it. But them as siblings? Like, that's... Yeah, it's weird. Like, how does that make? How do they? How are they going to make that make sense? I guess we'll see. Yeah, does that mean he's Pietro's brother, or is he in the place of Quicksilver? Hmm, that's interesting. I don't know. Is he Quicksilver? Is Quicksilver Spider Man? What do we? I mean, I oh don't my know. god! If we get a speedster Spider Man, <gasps> oh my god, that would be sick. <laughs> that would be so good. <laughs> It's probably not. You're so right. We probably overthought this, and it's not going to be anything like that. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm still excited, and I want to see it. I love how they call them adult novels. I felt like when I first read it, I was like, "Is this porn?" And I then know. I was like, oh wait, no. It's just what if. Oh my god, I know. <laughs> when they said adult novels, and I was like, "What are y'all about to release? And why is it on the Marvel website? <laughs> why am I so excited for it?" <laughs> I was like, "Why am I so intrigued?" And then I read it, and I was like, "Oh, I mean, that's cool too." That's fine. We'll take it. So moving on, the official Marvel website created a full write-up of Nick Fury's journey in the MCU, and it includes Fury's appearance in the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. finale of Season 1. So what does that mean for Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. being canon to the MCU? I am 
so excited for this. <laughs> when I saw that and I actually like, I was like, no, nah, this can't be. And I went on the website and looked. They really included a part from season one finale of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. where Nick Fury helps kill Garrett. And they really included that. And they mentioned Phil Coulson and everything. And I was just blown away because I'm like, how could they be doing this? <laughs> and then I went on to find out that in the suggestions after you watch Secret Invasion, they're heavily pushing Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It's one of the top banner shows on the homepage of Disney Plus. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is listed. Yeah. They're really pushing for this, and I'm all for it. 100%. It, it's something's happening. Something is percolating behind, behind the scenes of Marvel, and I'm antsy to figure out what it is because they're making a lot of changes lately with the Hulk, with Nick Fury, with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Something yes. weird's happening. Something is brewing, and we're we're ready for it. And I'm loving the the. I can sense some some good stuffs coming. That's why I'm mad about these um convention cancellations because we need our we need our news, we need our theories, we need our tidbits so that we can spend like a year fantasizing about what anything means. But I do so think I I do uh, think with the convention cancellations, it could mean a lot of things have changed in the past month or so, and they're figuring out a new plan. That is also very true. You're right. There's a lot going yeah, on. Yeah, and that the Comic-Con's, what, next month? That's not a lot of time. Yeah, it's coming up. I think it's in... No, yeah, you're right. It's in July. Yep, next You know, month. Marvel could crazy, Marvel crazy. could just be pulling a bamboozle on us all, and they actually do go to Comic-Con, and everyone else is already canceled. So it's just going to be a Marvel Comic-Con. That's what they should do. Oh, my God. That would be nice. If they don't... I know they won't, but if they did, it would be really cool. But... Whatever. If Marvel hosted their own like Avenger Con, kind of like from yes. Miss Marvel, I would be there I, like first 100%. row. We would be live from there and showing you guys yes. everything. Just amazing. Incredible. Yes. I just would lose it. Absolutely. I totally would too. Um, the last thing I want to say about the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. thing, people are, there's a lot of rumors going around about Daisy Johnson's quake coming in. I really hope so. <laughs> I know Megan brought it up in a previous episode yeah. that that is like something people are hoping for and something I'm hoping for. Um, I know that the rumor is she's going to appear in episode three. Yeah. I don't know if it's true. I don't know if it's not. Just a rumor, not confirmed. But that would be so sick. I would love it. And Coulson too. Too many Coulson um, tidbits lately. Like, Clark Gregg yeah, saying that yeah. he was a scroll in one interview. Um, the Colson mentions in Nick Fury's appearance biography on Marvel's website, uh, like different things. And one thing I will point out that I just noticed yesterday as well, someone pointed this out to me, the finale of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., like one of the very last scenes where you see like the whole team together. If you guys remember, Mac comes in late for the meeting because they're all you know, kind of meeting, like, I guess, virtually. Mm-hmm. Um, to be like so they can still link up with each other without being like physically with each other he comes in late saying that he was dealing with something in wait for it moscow so could they be connecting this i don't know i i think there's something there it's something's happening and it makes me anxious to be honest with you because i don't know what it is i think so too i think so too i think we'll get quake and maybe colson in this one i have a feeling yeah, I think Quake. I think Quake for sure. She's coming. And that's a wrap on Mediaverse Unwrapped. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, join our non-toxic Facebook group, Mediaverse Comics Unwrapped. Follow our public Facebook page, Mediaverse Plus. 
follow us on Twitter at MediaverseCU and on Instagram and YouTube at MediaverseComicsUnwrapped. Our new episodes are now premiering on Tuesdays on Spotify. Thanks for tuning in and goodbye for now. See you later, f***ers. <laughs> <laughs>